1: This is the Bloody Disgusting Podcast Network.
0: We'd like to welcome new patrons, Lucio and Mikey Barrera. Thank you for your support and for helping to make these stories possible. To hear this and other episodes ad-free, listener shout-outs, and more, help support the show through our official Patreon at patreon.com slash bleedersdigest. That's D-I-E-G-E-S-T. The following contains mature subject matter, coarse language, intense situations, and is meant for an adult audience. Listener discretion is advised. time of release, see the stars of this episode, Jocelyn Donahue, in Mickey Keating's new film Off-Season, in theaters VOD and Digital March 11th, and watch for Natalie Allen Lind in the new prequel to Pet Cemetery. coming soon. Bleeder's Digest, issue number 32. Whatever you do, do not listen to this.
2: I'm Jocelyn Donahue. I'm Natalie Allen Lind, and this story is called, Do Not Listen to This. I suck so
1: a story once about two women. They lived in a small town called Colma, California. Over 1.5 million people call Colma home. Only about 1,300 of them are actually still alive. Colma is a necropolis,
2: the city of the silent. The gold rush brought legions to San Francisco looking for fortune. Along with them came disease and death. By the late 1800s, a cemetery shared a problem that the living still have to this day, overcrowding just like tenants who were six months behind on their payments, they got evicted. Hundreds of
1: thousands of bodies turned farm fields into graveyards and turned Colma into the City of
2: Souls. Those two women I mentioned? Yeah, that's us. I'm Litha. And I'm Akate. But my friends call me Katie. And And we we are are the Witches witches
1: of of Colma. We come from a line of Magi who have been the guardians and protectors of these spirits for over 150 years. All the pain and loss... Every funeral, every prayer, the tears that have soaked these hollowed grounds make this town
2: a metaphysical nuclear reactor. Swarms of those practicing occult rituals and necromancy are drawn to this place. With that much paranormal juice, and <laughs> with a simple glamor spell, shit gets real. As if casting banishing enchantments
1: and hexes isn't enough, try getting your calculus homework in on time between basketball practice and a full course load. We are in our last year at Colma High, where the school motto is Eternus Somnus." For those unfamiliar with creepy Latin, that translates to eternal sleep, which clearly we don't get enough of. Take yourself, Lith. I've been
2: sleeping through this entire boring prologue. Sworn in sisterhood, morning. bathed in light, so would it be.
3: All right, everyone, make sure to wrap up Richard III tonight. We'll have a quiz first thing tomorrow. Hey, and on a serious note, as most of you are aware... The search continues for two missing students, Nancy Erickson and John Daniels, so just be careful out there, remain vigilant, continue to report anything suspicious, and if you have any information or know someone who might, please tell the police. Tell us. Tell someone. Be safe, kids. Hey, Katie, wait up. I missed you at the game yesterday.
2: Roger. Hey, yeah, well, um, my my kingdom for some sleep. Uh... Oh, oh you, you know Shakespeare? Huh? Sorry, that that was bad. I just had to call it an early night between this and finals coming up. These disappearances. I think I'm losing my mind.
3: No, I, I get it. Uh, I'm joining my parents this weekend for the search party in San Bruno Mountains. I miss them, Katie. Nancy and John were the perfect couple.
2: Are the perfect couple. I mean... They're out there somewhere, and they're doing fine—doing more than fine. You know, I bet they're driving up the coast of Canada right this second, about to get married by a cop on a horse, and have their vows read by Ryan Reynolds, and toast each other with maple syrup.
3: Well, the rumor is there's a serial killer out there, and Connor seems to think we won't find him with their insides intact. So, uh, I'll boot
1: that, eh?
2: Dude, maybe they should arrest you. For what? They're already killing them. God, Raj. Um, it's gonna—it's gonna be fine. They'll—they'll they'll turn up. I'm sure of it.
3: Yeah. Well, uh, listen, if you aren't doing anything later, I could really use some help with this poetry stuff. I mean, if, if you had...
2: Time? Yeah, Roger, I, I, I think, yeah, um, that'd be nice.
3: Oh, oh, uh, oh, cool, yes, uh... Seven? Seven is perfect. Okay. Okay, I will, uh... See you
2: then.
1: Hey, Katie Cat. Tonight's the big night. <laughs> Are you
2: so excited? Dude, it worked. Roger was all over me. Of course he
1: was. Simple honey jar spell never fails. Do you really think this is going to work? I mean, we have tried this two other times. Don't question it for another second. Manifestation.
2: The law of attraction. The rule of three. We are so good. This is some ancient magic we're dealing with here, Lith. Everything has to be perfect. Everything is perfect. I can... I can just sense something
1: different this time, and... well... Spit it out. We've never had
2: them before. What the fuck are you talking about? Oh, you'll see. Okay, freak. So, what do you think of all this serial killer stuff? Four people missing in the last three months? That's a good 20% of this town. This whole place is on fire. I think... Protection spell. White candle, salt... I've been trying for weeks, but nothing seems to be sticking. I can feel it. A darkness that just won't shake. Like the world is closing in. Katie, trust me. It's working. It's all definitely working. We headed home to my place. You bet your ass we did. Lith, what the hell? This is supposed to be my inner voice talking, solo, like a monologue. Sorry. Stepped over the corpses of my parents who lie gutted on the living room floor. (laughs) I can't wait for you to tell them. Are you insane? I'm not telling anyone shit. You know what I mean. Continue and waited for Roger. You should have seen the look on his face. Rather not that there's anything left of it now. But before he got to my house, he had such joy in his eyes. It was extinguished rather quickly by the shock of the baseball bat I clenched in my hands, pummeling his skull. (laughs) The first blow knocked him out. Ah! The second one caved his face in. He never knew what hit him. You really <laughs> went to town on that dude. That is so...
1: Ooh, fucking disgusting, kitty. Hey, if this is gonna be done, we gotta do it right. And yet so very... very wrong. Let me pick it up from here. It's all yours. So, we cut off his right index finger with a cleaver. Yeah, that was all you. Okay, I cut off his right index finger with a cleaver. Oh, shit, Nick.
2: What the fuck? Oh. Sorry. Here... Take like this gross thing. Ugh, ew. Alright, so using the appendage like a severed finger crane of death, we drew this demonic-looking sigil on the center of the floor next to the bodies of my parents. Hey, not just any sigil,
1: but that of Demonium Timoris. A very badass fallen angel. And then we scooped up his brain matter, mixed it with some chicken broth, and bam! Five-minute necromancy. Nothing in the ethereal realm is potent. Bottoms up, Katie Cat. Cheers!
0: More of Bleeder's Digest, issue number 32. Do not listen to this. Next.
1: And then we scooped up his brain matter, mixed it with some chicken broth, and bam! Five-minute necromancy. Nothing in the ethereal realm is potent. Bottoms
2: up, Katie Cat! Cheers! I went upstairs to my altar and lit a white candle for a protection spell, and poured a a salt around a picture on the floor of me and Liv. You probably realize by now that this was not to protect the innocent small town of Colma from a scary serial killer, but to protect two witches who have strayed off the path of light from getting caught. Told you it was working? I made
1: bloodsicles out of my parents last weekend. And look, Katie's mom. No cuffs.
2: Come on, put her head down, Liv. Sorry, dead Mrs. Houston. And thus completing a spell to open a portal that will bestow upon us the secrets of Tamoris. So that we can do rad shit like fly, shapeshift, alter reality, and be one with all the knowledge of the universe and beyond. Not like all this mall witch crystals and incense shit passed on by our lineage. Real, actual, cataclysmic power.
1: Okay, so we did the protection spell... You buried those two kids, John and Nancy, from Home Eck in the cellar. Four deceased parental units. Yep, that about covers the sacrifice requirement. Only one thing left. So excited!
2: The The blood blood of of the sixth in the darkness darkness betwixt.
1: Do you hear that, Katie? Yeah. Wait. What is that? Breathing. Someone is listening to us. Can you hear them yet? I felt their presence ever since I performed the summoning incantation from the Libra Malum. I knew they could hear us, and now... I can hear them! The Libra Malum says the only way we can receive Timoris' gifts is in exchange for her passage into our world through possessing a mortal, human, host. A non-witch. Yes. They're hearing
2: us from out of their phones. I can... I can see them now, Liv. It worked. It actually worked. Hey, you!
1: In your headphones. Or in your fucking car. We know you can hear us. You've been with us this entire time, and us with you. We are in your head.
2: No fucking way. And we've been doing an irreparable amount of damage in there, too. You listening to this are now a small part of a larger hierarchy. While you have been there, imbued by our spells, a part of your soul has begun to deteriorate and unlock. You
1: have been an active part of this the entire time. Just by listening, giving these words life simply by knowing them has linked you to us. This is how it spreads. You are the vessel.
2: The next time you awaken in the middle of the night, and your eyes form creatures from the clay of darkness, when you sense that something is with you in an empty room, when you're getting that last drink of water as you go to bed and you you shut off the lights before running up the stairs, terrified if you look back that something will be staring up at you from the shadows, this is her portal. No, that's her gateway into your
1: world. And inside you, Timoris will creep. She will feed off your fear and only grow stronger. Till fear is all that's left.
2: Then, as you are consumed, none of this will matter. Perhaps your last thought might be, Why did I ever open myself, ever open myself up? To the Witches of corn To the Witches of corn To surrender and complete in total spiritual vulnerability. On hands and knees. To the, the Goddess Morris. Goddess. To
1: this we will reply. It's not like we didn't warn you. We told you not to listen to this.
0: do. to
3: All
1: right.
0: Do not listen to this. Written by Trevor Shand. Featuring Jocelyn Donahue as Litha. Natalie Allen-Lind as Hecate, Kai Caster as Roger. Stephen Knowles as the teacher. Engineering, production, and sound design by Trevor Shand. Theme music by Tyler Connolly, Chrissy Fox, and Trevor Shand. Bleeder's Digest is created and curated by Spider-One. Chrissy Fox, Trevor Shand, and Lauren Shand. Subscribe on your favorite podcast provider to never miss an episode. Bleeders Digest is a presentation of the Bloody Disgusting Podcast Network. Alright, do we need to yell it every time, do you think? Of course. Are people sick of the yelling? No. It's like a spooky story comes on, that we come on like a bunch of hyenas yelling and yipping. <laughs> yeah, they like it. They love like it. <laughs> alright, alright. It's the Bleeders Digest.
1: Power! I'm Trevor. I'm Lauren.
0: I'm um, Spider. I'm Chrissy. What you just heard was issue 32. Do not listen to this. Written by yours truly. That's right. Are you, me. You did it. Yeah, I did it. That was a
3: great story. Yeah, that was a
0: cool one. Thank you, guys. Different energy going on there.
3: I thought like it was a, like an unexpected um, something. I don't know the energy between the two uh, leads where it really sucked you in.
0: You know what's interesting about that is I wanted to tape them together, but their schedules didn't work out, and uh, so I had to do them separately. So I was kind of concerned because they do a lot of interplay between each other, like right on top of each other, the lines sometimes because the dialogue's pretty tight. And it ended up working fabulously just because they're both such strong actors. And I mean, Jocelyn Donahue, probably one of our favorite actors uh, from Ty West House of the Devil, was one of the scariest movies. That I've ever seen. That's up up there on my list of scariest movies of all time. One of my favorites is House of the Devil. So to get her in here to do that, she was also in Doctor Sleep. And then to pair her with Natalie Allen Lind, who is exceptional. She's done a ton of cool stuff, including Fox's Gotham and The Gifted. She's going to be appearing in the new Pet Cemetery prequel coming out soon. And her whole Natalie's whole family are like horror addicts and icons. Her mom, Barbara Allen Woods, was in Roger Corman movies. Her awesome younger sister, Olivia, is in the Chucky TV series, along with her mom. Her sister, Emily, stars in the babysitter movies for Netflix. Uh, And Doctor Doctor Sleep. Sleep. She in Doctor Sleep, too. So the whole family is all into this horror thing. So it was, yeah, it was great to connect with Natalie and have them both be these witches in this story.
3: And Natalie loves horror the most out of all of them.
0: Not only do they love horror films... But they love horrific experiences. Oh yeah. There's not like that any real life haunts they've done. They've done the extreme haunts, the most intense stuff. They've had ghost hunting stuff all the time. Like the I think like over Christmas the family had holed up in a haunted house. Yep. With like EVP recorders and stuff, and that was the, the family getaway for the so holidays. Awesome. Yeah, they're they're uh, yeah, they're they're really 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 We all did cool.
2: delusion together, right? It's not Yeah. She was the one who got taken by the ghost, and I legitimately saw her get really scared, although I was scared too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, Natalie, one of the reasons she couldn't meet up with Jocelyn to do their session together is because she got like a really major head trauma on uh, Super Bowl Sunday. So, she wasn't able to come in and she knocked herself unconscious. So, she came in with staples in her head, and <laughs> she had to have someone drive her to our house and it turned out the guy who drove her was a kid who was on uh, american horror story apocalypse and uh, a brian bertino movie they were in together when they were kids called mockingbird and i needed this role of roger filled in the story and i said dude you act man would you hop in and be roger with natalie and he said hell yeah so they did their, their part right here. And I was like, this is awesome.
3: Yeah. <laughs> were so good. <laughs> amazing.
0: As long as I didn't have to be in it and ruin it. Uh, <laughs> it was okay. we were all, well, we all were thinking that,
3: <laughs> but uh, yeah, th- this story has got to have them the, from everything you say, the craziest backstory of coming together, you know what I mean? All these different people and the circumstances and,
0: Maybe yeah. it's linked to the weird, cursy uh, murmurings and witchy whatnots in the story, right? Possibly. So maybe
2: it was the haunted house they were in at Christmas time. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs>
0: Who knows? A ghost followed them home. I don't know.
2: <laughs> wow. Wow. I'm I'm sure. everybody's it's, okay. It's, well,
3: yeah, the so good scary. news is
0: that everyone's good and the story came out great. So yes. we're, we're good. I guess, do we tease what's coming up next? Spider, I just literally heard yours. Oh, cool.
3: Yeah. Next week is, uh, is another one of my stories. It's called, uh, the, what is it called? The woman on the bridge. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) I just finished it. So, and it's another witch story to celebrate witch month. And, uh, it actually is uh, based on a true story. Uh, I mean the, the circumstances, uh, a couple of, I don't want to give away too much, but there's a, uh, a little bit of an adventure that these two teenage friends go, uh, on walking across a train bridge that goes through the, over the river through their hometown. And, um, it was something that I would do with my friends in high school that I'd look back on now as insane. You know I mean, how we did not die doing that. Um, so, there, the, yeah, that sort of bar, part of the story is all based around real things that happened to me. But, of course, it's a bleeder story, so it gets much, much
0: worse. Awesome. So we have that to look forward to for issue number 33 coming next week. And thank you listening for being a part of uh, the Bleeders Digest world. And a reminder, you can always join our official Patreon. That gives you access to an ad-free Bleeders experience and shout outs and more stuff. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Bleeders Digest. That's D-I-E-G-E-S-T and BleedersDigest.com. And it means everything to us if you not only rate the show but leave a short review if you can on apple it, it helps us get discovered and keeps the episodes coming from the bleeders digest team stay bloody keep digesting and we will i don't know what we'll, we will see you next week horror at you later <laughs> oh, is that, oh, oh
3: is there more to it Oh, keep going <laughs> all right whatever